What's up, everybody? I am Wyatt, and welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about Alligator from 1980. If you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure to go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, wherever you get your podcast, drop in and leave us a good review there. And if you're listening on a podcasting platform, make sure to go over to YouTube and check out our content over there. There's a couple things that uh, that it's not available on those podcasting platforms. So definitely drop in, uh, subscribe, and make sure to tell your friends. So like a lot of other people during this month, I've been watching a shit ton of horror movies. You know, I'm normally doing that anyway, but, you know, running the channel and doing some reviews, I got to watch even more than normal. And, you know, of course, I'm going back to a lot of the classics and stuff I usually watch, you know, every single year. And, but, you know, amongst those, I got to go out and check out some stuff I haven't seen before. You know, I always try to go out and try to find some things that I haven't seen before or stuff that's on my radar that I haven't really gotten the chance to, you know, sit down and watch and I mean Alligator is one of those movies I mean this is a a movie I've known about for quite some time Uh, I just never really gave it a shot I've you know there's always other stuff that kind of was higher up on my watch list than this one Uh, but this gave me a really good chance to go out and check it out because a couple weeks ago I did put out a message on social media just asking everybody like what should we review during October our horror reviews we ended up putting a a ton of the suggestions into like a a random generator and this one I'm coming up and this is actually one that I've been meaning to watch for some time Uh, of course as the title suggests alligator it's about a big ass alligator you know just causing havoc munching on people's bodies and our boy robert forster who plays david in the movie gotta go around and and try to stop it somehow nobody believes him at first so he's got to convince everybody and then they gotta go out and try to stop it somehow and that's just a very very basic you know, plot line of the movie. I mean, I'm going to get into it here in a little bit, but the movie is directed by Louis Teague stars, Robert Forster as David Robin Riker, who is an absolute smoke show in this movie, by the way. Uh, she plays Marissa and Henry Silva as Colonel Brock in the film. You know, everybody always talks about the alligator in the sewer myth apparently actually happened years and years and years ago. And that's, you know, kind of the basis of the story and of course Jaws was a huge fucking success in the 70s and a lot of movies try to capitalize off of that success and this was one of those first Jaws ripoffs of the time period I mean this came out in 1980 what was it? Jaws came out in 76 I believe 75 something like that um, but this is really one of the first Jaws ripoffs and I mean I had a great fucking time with this movie I really enjoyed this as, as a first time watch now, the basic overall plot of the movie, you know, it opens up at, you know, something like this roadside attraction of like these, you know, these alligator wrestlers and wranglers and such. And this little girl en- ends up getting a pet alligator. It's like this little baby alligator in a little box. And it seems like every parent in this movie is an asshole that you come across. And right at the very beginning, it happens here. The girl's not home and her dad ends up getting super fucking pissed off and ends up going and grabbing her alligator and flushes it down the toilet. And you cut 12 years later, of course, and you have these medical companies that are working on like growth hormones and and animals. They're, They're experimenting on dogs and you have like this like pet shop owner that's going and kidnapping puppies and dogs to give to the medical company to experiment on. And whenever they end up dying, they have to dump the dogs in the sewer. And that's really where this alligator comes into play and why it gets really so fucking big is because this alligator is just down there in the sewer munching on all these, you know, these dead dogs that were experimented on and this growth hormone there being experimented with is getting into that alligator and just makes it super fucking massive and wants to munch on everything in its path. Enter Robert Forster, who plays David, the cop of the movie. And I haven't seen him in too many things. Like I've seen him in Jackie Brown and like Twin Peaks to Return. 
He's in, a, he's in a ton of shit, though. But I feel like he plays kind of a similar character in everything, but he seems like a genuinely cool dude, like the kind of guy you want to have a beer with. But he plays David, a cop with a troubled past and a receding hairline that everybody kind of has to comment about. And apparently that's the thing that Robert Forster actually insisted upon doing in the movie was make fun of his, his male pattern baldness, which I guess he kind of was just aware of before they started filming. So he decided to, you know, put some some jokes in there about it, which I kind of felt bad for the dude. Like, why are you he's going through all this shit throughout the movie? Why are you making fun of his hairline? Come on now. But he's a cop in Chicago that's investigating this case where all these just body parts are starting to turn up. Up, like in these reservoirs and rivers and stuff so he gets assigned to the case and one of these other cops gets to go down in the sewer with him and you know of course this, this is those type of movies you know one by one he goes down with his buddy they find out there's some type of big ass monster down there as they're escaping his buddy gets you know clamped up and chewed up on so uh robert forrester he knows about this alligator and he's just trying to convince everybody and this is where the jaws ripoff really starts coming into play here because you have the cop you know you have robert forrester who plays the cop kind of similar to like Brody and Jaws but then you have Robin Riker's character who's kind of like the scientist of the movie and then eventually uh Henry Silva's character the colonel is like this big game hunter they bring in to, to try to hunt the alligator uh so you kind of have like that that trifecta that you have in Jaws but in this movie they're not really working together as a trio to go out and stop this thing I mean you do have Robin Riker and Robert Forster working together trying to figure out everything for the most part she's there with them uh but I mean Henry Silva is Colonel Brock he's he's doing his own thing he's just like get out of my way i'll hunt this beast down by myself don't even worry about it they eventually end up you know once they find proof of the alligator and everything and they maybe have a link to it being caused by these pharmaceutical companies they end up you know investigating that they end up getting the mayor involved and of course you know the mayor of these types of movies they don't want to hear anything about it in fact Robert Forster gets thrown off the damn force for even trying to implicate this you know medical company in the cause of this alligator getting huge and wanting to gnaw on everybody in, in the vicinity. But this movie really goes out in like different directions. I mean, it starts off in that sewer and it's very cramped. Everybody's crawling around. It's super dark and you have this big ass gator just pops out of nowhere. And you know, this is the 80s. They are using practical effects as well. And with the practical effects being used very sparingly, for the most part, for the first half of the movie, it, it's really effective. You get the shadows of like the jaws on the walls of the, the sewer. You actually get to see just like the jaws of the gator clamping down on somebody. You kind of see like the, the scales and the tail moving in the water and everything. It's it's very effective. And the music and it's actually genuinely kind of creepy too. In certain spots, it has like kind of a grindhouse-y sort of feel, like a very dark tone to the, to the score of the movie. And I actually kind of really dig that. Um, but it also does play on the jaws, you know, score a little bit the whole it plays on that a little bit a little too similarly at times but it's very campy for the most part there is one scene in the movie that does kind of take a dark turn and kind of change the tone of the movie for a scene and once the gator breaks out which is a great scene you know these kids are just like playing on the street and the gator literally just pops out from the cement and it's just huge and for the most part that you're using like practical effects they build a huge ass gator uh, but in certain scenes they actually do use like a live gator that you can tell and they also have some stop motion in there i'm pretty sure as well but for the most part the gator looks absolutely great through a majority of the movie but yeah that gator busts out of the sidewalk and it's just crawling around on this man he ends up like chewing off a guy's leg which the dude was in a car you should have just stayed in the car dude but i mean as you see later in the movie that doesn't help anyway but he would have been much safer than crawling out and getting his leg chewed off 
but the gator eventually makes its way into the river. And this is one of the scenes where I was like, whoa, I just did not see this coming. And the gator is out in the river and you just have like the military just flying around on boats, throwing like grenades in the water and just shooting off assault rifles at it and everything it goes completely away from what they were doing before you had like the team just walking around through the sewers making a ton of noise trying to find it and everything and now they're just out here just blasting the water throwing grenades and everything and of course you know the gator's going to get the the upper hand you know it's going to end up flipping one of the boats over and, and biting off a dude's legs as they're trying to pull him into the boat or and reminds me of lake placid i mean you from the very beginning of lake placid they pull that dude up out of the boat and he He's, you know, he's bitten half at the waist. This one, it's like the dude's knees, you know, legs are taken off at the knees. And just when you thought it wouldn't get crazier than that, uh, kind of the big bad guys of the movie, other than the Gator, uh, the, the pharmaceutical company. I mean, you have the scientist that was doing the experiments and then you have this guy named Slade who's, I don't know if he's the head of the pharmaceutical or if he's just investing in them, but, uh, the, the scientist is going to be his son-in-law. He's getting married to the to Slade's daughter. So they're having this big extravagant wedding at this mansion. And of course, the river that the military is trying to kill the alligator in is right near that mansion, apparently. So the gator goes directly from there straight to the mansion to the wedding and just crashes it. And I mean literally crashes it. He's going around there swinging his tail, slapping people across the screen, biting people in half, eating people whole. You know, in a huge alligator type movie, it's a hell of a third act to have is just have him going on this rampage in this huge extravagant wedding. Everybody, there's blood everywhere. People are just flying across the screen from getting hit with his tail. Fucking the scientist dude ends up getting chewed on. And then Slade, the old dude who kind of is overseeing everything, dude looks exactly like the, the old guy from the Six Flags commercial that's dancing around. It looks exactly like him. He hops in his car. He thinks he's safe. He even locks his fucking buddy out the car so he couldn't get in there. He gets fucking chewed on. And the dude refuses to leave the car. And this is like what I mentioned earlier. This gator doesn't give a fuck about this dude being in this car. He's like, I'm going to kill you anyway, bitch. He just proceeds to smash this car to pieces with its tail and with its jaws. So it just compresses it like an accordion until this dude just gets crushed and his blood's leaking out everywhere. It's pretty gnarly kill. It's a lot gnarlier than I thought it was going to be. And that's really the whole movie. I thought it, I didn't really think it was going to go too far with some of these kills and blood, but man, they actually get pretty gnarly at certain spots. This movie was very fun. I had a great time with it. You know, it was very funny at certain points, you know, when they weren't making fun of uh, Robert Forster's receding hairline. There's a lot of jokes in there, and um, even some of the kills are funny, except the one that they really went dark with, and that's the one I mentioned before about the tone shift of the movie. Uh, before, whenever the gator breaks out of the sewer, before it hits the river, it decides to stop in at a, a pool party. This kid's having this birthday party and, you know, these kids are dressed up as pirates are going to take this kid out to make him walk the plank, which is the diving board on the pool. And as soon as the kid gets up to the, to, you know, to the tip of the, uh, the diving board, he like pulls his blindfold up and he sees the big jaws of the gator in the pool itself. This gator is just chilling in the pool. And they push this kid off the diving board into the pool because they didn't see the gator. And all they see is just a cloud of red. Just blood fills the pool. And it was very dark. This kid was like maybe, what, like seven years old? And this kid's just getting chomped on by this gator. And you even see in the water this gator just get, get this kid in its jaws. And it was wild. It was definitely a very different tone than the rest of the movie. Like, it got dark and depressing when this kid got killed. And then it goes right back to, like all right, we got to go find this gator. Everybody's trying to go out and like catch this thing. And it's kind of, I wouldn't say lighthearted, 
but it's not nearly as dark as that scene with the kid getting chomped on. You know, everything else is it, you're along for the ride. It's a good time. But that one brief scene with that kid getting eaten, it's it's not it's not a good time at all. It got serious real quick. And that's, that's not a complaint by any means. It's just kind of a weird tone shift right there in the middle of the movie. So you're probably asking me why. How does one get rid of a huge big ass alligator in the city of Chicago? I mean, pretty much what you would do normally in these types of giant animal movies, you know, you got to blow it the fuck up. And what does Robert uh, Forrester do? Whenever he gets fired from the forest, he ends up going into the evidence room and stealing like a, you know, sticks of dynamite that were in there for evidence. And this like clock radio that was from a dude that, you know, pretended to come into the and blow up the police station. Acted like he was going to blow up the police station at one point. So Robert Forster just busts into the evidence room, steals some of the evidence before he pieces out after he got fired. You know, he went to the wedding, the crashed wedding where everybody was just getting massacred. It was like the Red Wedding before the, all these years before the Red Wedding on Game of Thrones. And he ends up finding out that the gator went back into the sewer. So he goes in and, you know, confronts the gator and he gets the gator to follow him to this part of the sewer. He has to like use this like this gas mask and he ends up setting up the timer with the dynamite. And you have this real tense scene of him, you know, climbing up the ladder and he can't get out of the sewer because someone's parked over top of the manhole cover and everything. And the timer's just ticking down, ticking down. And it's it's a very tense scene before. And, you know, of course, you know, like you expect, he is able to get out in just the nick of time, just the last second before it blows up. And man, that gator gets blown the fuck up and that whole street gets leveled pretty much. And of course, Robert Forster gets the girl. He, I believe he ends up getting his job back even because I mean, he ends up killing this gator with the scientist and the, you know, the head of the pharmaceutical company's dead. They don't really care about them at this point. It seems like all is good in the neighborhood at this point until the very last shot on the movie. You got to have that sequel bait, baby. You have that little baby alligator slide right out of that sewer pipe at the very end into the sewer. Like somebody else flushed a pet that they didn't want you got enough you know dead experimented dogs in the sewer this little baby alligator is gonna be munching on them and of course gonna grow up into a huge alligator again possibly breed who knows i do know there is a sequel to this movie it's not very good from what i understand maybe we'll review that in the future um they didn't bring any of the cast back or anything like that and it went straight to video i guess uh so i don't know when we'll review that but i hear it's not very good compared to this one and I mean, that was just a very condensed rundown of the movie, but I mean, it moves at a brisk pace. I mean, this was a very well-paced movie. I was locked in the whole time. I was along for the ride to see how they were going to be able to stop this big ass gator in the city of Chicago at some point. And I mean, I didn't really get to talk about Henry Silva's character who plays Colonel Brock because he's not really a huge part of the story. He's not in there very long. I mean, it's right before Robert Forster gets fired from, gets canned from the, the police force. They end up bringing Henry Silva in because he's like this big game hunter. And he's a, he's a creep too. I mean, you, this one scene is very cringy. He's like giving like this, this alligator mating call to like this reporter. He's like uh, giving her an example of what an alligator mating call is. And it's just very creepy. <laughs> He just comes off very creepy. From seeing some of the movies that he's in, I can definitely see why he plays a villain in a lot of them because he just comes off as kind of a, a villainy, creepy type dude. Um, but of course, he he's the cocky hunter of the movie. He's he's supposed to be kind of like the Quint, like Robert Shaw's character from Jaws a little bit. Um, just definitely not as cool. <laughs> and he definitely doesn't last as long. I mean, his scene... He ends up going off and doing this by himself. He ends up finding out the gators like in this back alley. He decides to go back with just this rifle confronting the gator. And the gator just pretty much just swallows him whole. Just puts him in his jaws and like almost swallows him whole. Like this dude was no match for this gator whatsoever. 
barely even put up a fight. Dude was gone in a blink of an eye. Like, this dude was supposed to be a big game hunter. Come on now. You know, I'm really talking up this movie, and that's just because I don't really have too many problems with it. Uh, it doesn't overstay as welcome at all. I mean, I feel like it runs at a brisk pace, like I mentioned. Um, there really aren't too many scenes that that aren't needed within the movie, which is rare to say. I mean, the only one I can really think of is just Robert Forster has a flashback from earlier in the movie about the policeman that he's with that gets chomped on by the gator. He has a dream about that scene, which wakes him up, and is like, we don't need to see this again. We saw it earlier in the movie. <laughs> uh, I feel like that could have probably been cut out. You know, another complaint maybe I could think of is maybe you could have had Henry Silva kind of, you know, since he is this big game hunter, he knows this wildlife expert or whatever. Maybe you could have had him working closer with Robert Forster and, and Robin Riker a little bit more as that trio, since it is kind of a Jaws ripoff in a way. Maybe actually have them working together to try to take down the alligator instead of just him going off on his own thing and getting killed almost instantly i don't know i think they could have planned that a little bit better or wrote wrote his character a little bit better but i mean it is what it is he serves his purpose of the story i believe maybe the only other thing i kind of maybe cut out was just kind of some of the things with a uh, robin riker's mother in the movie um she just has a little scene maybe some of that stuff but i mean all that stuff's kind of inserted for comedy anyway and that's part of the charm of this movie you know it's like a, a creature feature mixed with a a drama mixed with a comedy in a way you know this movie kind of takes you in different directions but i think it is a really fun watch along the way and i mean i'm not saying it really keeps you guessing on what they're going to be doing in any way because you kind of have an idea of where this is going to be going by the end of the movie you know as a creature feature you know it's definitely one of the best ones i've seen in a while here and i mean it's from 1980 and it's definitely left a lasting impression on me it's definitely one that i'm probably going to be watching here going forward you know i might have to scoop it on on blu-ray or 4k here at some point because i mean I really enjoyed it. I definitely can't wait to watch it again and maybe pick up some things I didn't notice before. Um, but it's definitely a fun creature feature. It, I think it definitely holds up as far as the effects, the practical effects that are in there. As far as like a huge giant alligator in the 80s, you know, I think the, the practical effects exceed expectations in this one. I think it looked a lot better than I really expected it to going into the movie because I wasn't really sure what the budget was. I didn't really know a, too, a ton about the movie going in. Um, but I mean, I think the alligator looked great. I think they used it very sparingly similar to Jaws. I mean, Jaws, they didn't really have too much of a choice because Bruce the shark broke the fuck down. And it didn't work a lot of the time. Um, but this one, I think they use it sparingly there. I think they use it really sparingly through that first half. And then once, of course, once it got out and everything, I think it looked great. And I, I think it looked great how they were using it going forward. The only time I would say that it didn't look great is during certain parts of the the wedding massacre whenever it shows the gator moving across you can just see him sliding on wheels it he's not actually walking the gator you can just see it gliding on wheels uh past all these people running and screaming it was pretty funny every time you see it but those are really the only nitpicks of it i mean i overall i had a, a great time with this movie now we normally do it like a buy it rent it or miss it I'm going to say if you're into creature features, definitely buy this movie. I mean, I'm going to have to go out and buy this movie eventually. I highly recommend it. If you're just into horror movies in general, I would say definitely rent it. Don't miss this movie by any means. I, I mean, I waited way too long to catch this. I wish I would have watched this years ago, man. And if you haven't watched it in a while, definitely go back and check it out again, man. It's it's definitely worth the watch. I was able to check it out on Amazon Prime. It's on there. I actually watched the uh, the Joe Bob Briggs Last Drive-In version of the movie. So I got some of his commentary and info about the movie as well. I highly recommend going and check it out, out as well. But yeah, that is the review for this week. If anybody else has any other suggestions, definitely leave them in the comments below because... 
I mean, this was this was a great suggestion. I want to thank uh, once again, 2006 Mercury for leaving the comment, uh, going to check this movie out. I, I definitely appreciate that one. So I'm definitely gonna have to add it to my collection here. But yeah, if you have seen the movie, make sure to tell me what you liked or didn't like about it in the comments. I'll definitely, I, you know, I love reading everybody's comments and uh, getting back to everybody. As far as what else is coming here on our October Horror Month reviews, uh, this Friday I will be reviewing The Stuff. Uh, and it'll be another so review just like this, so be on the lookout for that. Next week, it should be a big review featuring my boy Alex. He's coming back. You know, if you haven't already checked out our Friday 13th Part 3 and Part 4, the final chapter review, definitely go back and check that one out. We're coming at you with another big review review here next week be on the lookout for that i'm not ready to, to let you guys know what it is as of yet you have to tune in next monday uh, on social medias i'll be dropping exactly what that is on monday and also i believe it is friday the 27th i am planning on doing a halloween live stream uh, around 8 or 9 p.m eastern uh, i will have more details here posted on youtube and on social media around then letting you guys know exactly what time that is um, hopefully, uh, my buddy Vernon and uh, my buddy Alex, who's been on some of these reviews will join me here. Just, you know, talk about everything October, everything Halloween, everything spooky, you know, it, it should be a good time. It'll be the first live stream we've done on the channel. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So make sure to tune in and check out the details on that one when I drop them. And if you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, wherever you get your podcast, drop in and leave us a good review there as well. And we'll see everybody next time. Mm -hmm.